Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> Welcome back. So, college football has swung back around in full swing. I must be honest, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it this much. Oh, but I did. It was a long time coming for college football to make its return. So, let's go into a few things. First thing, talk about my Tigers. LSU Tigers, 33-17. Over that overrated Miami. And not just to say that because my team beat them, but, I mean, since last year, I felt like they were, like, just overrated. Okay, you got a chain. Cool, but what you play a good quarterback, y'all gonna get smoked. You play a decent team. They're not, like, I don't know how they got the number eight, to be totally honest with you. I'm not trying to hate on them, but I'm just saying. I just I don't think they deserved it. Another big game that happened. Michigan lost to Notre Dame in a close one. To be totally honest, I was disappointed in Michigan. They, I feel like they missed a lot of opportunities and just looked underwhelming. Under th- after the game, I just felt like there was more to be desired from them. Coming having a new quarterback in the system, Jim or John Jim Harbaugh coming back for another season there was a lot of hype around him and I just didn't feel it It was like it was just deflating they really shouldn't have even been close in that game and they somehow got back in it by a couple of good plays and some other top 25 schools Ohio State routed Oregon State looking sensational Dwayne Haskins with five touchdowns 300 yards passing I believe and Nick Bosa looked stellar, but we expected that. Ohio State's going to be good this year. We know that. Okay, Alabama won. I know, I know, I know. That's not news. I know, but this thing about these two quarterbacks is very interesting to me. I don't know where it's going to go, but I just want the record to be known. Alabama does not make good quarterbacks. You can go from Greg McElroy. There's a few other guys down the line, but from McElroy down, there was there's no good Alabama quarterbacks. Defense, well, really other everything other than quarterback they can produce pretty much. Look, dog, I don't know. I mean, they're number one for a reason. So who am I to say that it's bad playing two quarterbacks? I I understand it from when they were in the championship game. Bringing a spark like that can really change the whole outcome of a game. Because someone can make the argument they were about to lose that game last year. But hey, it's last year. The two, the, the two quarterback dynamic will be very interesting going into this season. Another game I caught this weekend, uh, Washington and Auburn. thought that was a really good game. Because to be totally honest with you, I don't remember who won. But it was a great game as I was watching. Big trade news. We got Khalil Mack going to the Chicago Bears. So if you want to know what I was doing when this trade happened, let me just reenact this for you. Fuck! 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 They're going to be so good! Fuck! Now, with that being said, two first-round picks is very steep, I gotta be honest. And there was a few other picks traded around. Is it a good or bad trade? They're not going to win this year, so if you want to go off that, I would say no. Okay, regardless of, you know, the, I, personally, I think the Bears are actually going to have a really good defense before they even got Khalil Mack because I actually keep an eye on the Bears because they're in my division. But, you know, 
Like, you just got to go down the line. Like, are you really going to beat... Are you even going to beat Detroit twice with Khalil Mack? Is is Mitchell Trubisky really going to outplay Matthew Stafford twice? I I don't see it, dog. I really don't. Mitchell Trubisky is going to outplay... What's my, what's my man name? Uh, oh, Kirk Cousins? Nah, fam. Nah, not twice. I don't. See, I just don't see it. Mitchell Jabisky is out playing Aaron Rodgers twice. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just cut this here because we already know that. Speaking of the Baron himself, it's the hundred million guaranteed, my boy. Aaron Rodgers got that contract extension. You know that ain't nothing. We pay our boy. Deserved every penny of it. Because without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are the Cleveland Browns. As a Packers fan, I can tell you that firsthand. It's not... It, yeah, it's, it's reality. One thing I want to mention, uh, the reason why the Bears were able to pull this off is because of a quarterback under a rookie c- contract. That plays a pivotal part in these teams being able to sign these big-time deals. Take a look at Los Angeles, for example, the Rams. They just gave Aaron Donald 100 100 Sheesh, 137 million. You know why they can do that? Jerry Goff is a rookie contract under a rookie contract. You want to know who else is under a rookie contract? Carson Wentz. Yes, magnificent that you can be able to pull these things off. You might as well do it now before you got to pay that man, because you know. Okay, moving on to NBA. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of with a straight face who could beat the Warriors in four games. Sorry. You know, I don't want to be that way for a second. Let's talk about it for a second. My whole thing with the NBA is I don't care anymore. Not really. Who going to beat the Warriors in four games before the Warriors beat them? No one. Okay, moving on. Thank you. Like, it was a wrap last year, but now it's really a wrap. Like, come on, dog. We're not doing Just come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's be logical about this. It's not going to happen. Listen, I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. I love my Thunder. Bro, five, two don't be five. Two is not greater than five. I don't... Just go around the league here for a second. Today is Monday, September 3rd. And Carson Wentz is not cleared for contact. Would you be... If you're listening, would you be concerned about that? I feel like it's a it's a it's a fair 50-50. On one side, here's your next star quarterback. An ACL injury is you gotta be very careful with that. You gotta treat that thing like the plague. You gotta keep any sign of a step of a setback, you gotta you gotta attend to it. You can't let that type of thing linger. So Carson not being cleared for week one could be looked at as a bad thing. The one redeeming thing about the Eagles, they do have a certain backup quarterback that can pretty much keep them steady for, let's say, the first half of the season. For argument's sake, let's just say the first half of the season. Nick Foles can probably get them 5-3. and three. If he can get them 5-3, and 4-4 four and four in Week 8 by the time Carson returns, they'll be golden. They'll be all right. In other news, the Giants released quarterback Davis Webb from the team. I don't know. I've seen a little preseason. Looked somewhat garbage. Just saying. Which brings, I want to. I want to ask this question though. Do you think they'll regret it? You know, not drafting a quarterback. 
Because the way they drafted, you could say they're really trying to win right now in a, a well, what should have been a four-way fight for the division. When on the other hand, they could have drafted a quarterback and then played for the future. Which meant they might have, if I was playing for the future, I would cut ways with a hundred million receiver like Odell. If I was rebuilding, you gotta you gotta do certain things. The way they went with trying to win right now, it's definitely I would say it's definitely high risk, high reward. But this is the Giants we're talking about. I gotta be fair. They're kind of known for being shit and shit and shit, and then they just all of a sudden just pop up and you know they're in the mix. So I'll give him that. And in this week's news, um, Jalen Ramsey is once again talking his talk about some of the receivers and quarterbacks of this league. Let's go down the line here. Let's see. Gronkowski is okay. Josh Allen is trash. <laughs> uh, we have yet to see that. I don't know. We'll see about that one. Matt Ryan is tr- Nah, can't, nah, Matt Ryan's good. Nah, oh, nah, Matt Ryan's nice. I'll give Matt Ryan that. Odell makes Eli look really good. Or maybe this is what it looks like when a quarterback has a primary receiver. You know what? Let me just let me just move on. I'm just saying it's kind of a normal thing for a quarterback to have at least one reliable receiver. This whole thing with Tom Brady having a bunch of no names at receiver—that's because he's Tom Brady, like. Unless you're Tom Brady, you should try to set up your receiver, your excuse me, your quarterback with at least one receiver he can run with, a guy he can roll with. So just some ending notes about the, the one of the first games I went to, the LSU-Miami game. I felt like we always applied really good pressure. We always have good DBs, and they, they played a stellar game. You know, they only got a couple, they only got big passes off when we sent the house at them. We sent the house at them because they can't score. So, it was really a wash in my opinion. I watched the majority of the game. It was a wash. Miami can't hang with these SEC teams, bro. Like, come on. I feel like uh, they have, we have a new quarterback again. Then Remember, LSU was like Alabama. They don't make good quarterbacks. They just don't. LSU makes good DBs, linebackers, a couple good solid linemen. Get a running back here and there. Had some receivers back in the day, but quarterbacks? Nah. We had a couple young guys, though. We had a wide receiver, Jefferson, who's actually Jordan Jefferson's brother, if you know about LSU. He was an old quarterback a couple years back. That's his brother, actually. We had this guy, number four, Brosette, was running all over Miami. All over him. Number four. No, LSU always had, we're really trying, I see they're really trying to pass the ball this year because LSU's always been known for, you know, power eye, strong run, a lot of big running attack type of thing. And I feel like they're still about that. They're trying to spread the ball more, though, which you should because at the end of the day, you got to adapt, and that's adapting in college football terms. you got to be able to spread the ball around more. you got to be able to run and shoot like a Texas Tech or something. you got to be able to throw like that at times. Don't get out of your game because you can't beat a team at their own game. Just look at Houston last year. I wouldn't don't give, I was one of the main people rooting for Houston to beat Golden State, but you know what happened in that game seven? They got complacent. They stopped going to the rack. Then they missed 28 threes in a row. Let me tell you something. You ever try and box a boxer? 
Let me know how that went for you. You ever try and fix a mechanic's car? Or have you gone to the NBA Finals and then tried to outshoot that team and got your light shot the f shot out? Look, you don't gotta believe me, cause the numbers don't lie. You missed 28 straight threes in the second half of a game seven. Even without Chris Paul, they could have won that game. And the rest didn't help. I stand by that. The rest did not help at all. Giving Golden State all these nonsense calls. But it's whatever. Moral of the story, kids. You can't beat the Warriors at shooting. Because you will get your light shot out. And you will get ran off the floor. With the swiftness. Another ending note. This John Gruden thing is going to be really interesting. Because, you know, this whole trade just went down and... You know, since you got here, what changes have been done to the team can be definitely questioned. Just a hundred million dollar man, though. So, my main thing is, I don't. I just hope he can adjust, adjust to the to the how the game is now. Cause the game not how John Gruden was back in 0-2. You know what I'm saying Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach. It's just not like how it is before. He had Brad Johnson at quarterback. Half of y'all probably don't even know who Brad Johnson is. Look, at the end of the day, you have to be able to adapt. And I wonder if he's going to be able to do that. I really don't know. I don't know. The Raiders are known for making kind of real questionable moves. and I don't know why y'all ask me this shit, but I mean, hey, I'll let you know. I'll let you know something. Rash in the morning. Hey, quick interruption here. You like my podcast? You like hearing me ramble? But you kind of get tired of me hearing me ramble? See, you don't have to because podcasts aren't the only thing I do. I don't just have quick hot takes, sporadic thoughts. I write novels, which are well thought out, concise wording. And me in particular, I like to put that with a plethora of action and fighting scenes with plenty of action and shit talking because what's a good fight without shit talking my latest book is about the journey of Zimrachi plunged into the dark underworld of the land of storms facing the darkness of his brother tragically being cut down in the midst of his life he leaves his homeland, facing the cruel world of, of the Land of Storms, as he searches for the flame for combat he once had. Alone, he walks his journey, until one day the Contessa appeared, offering him the opportunity of a lifetime. He was given a chance for the justice him or his family was never given. And now the ugly, truth, the ugly truths of the world he can uncover and regulate himself. Before Zenrachi and Katessa became sworn enemies, would they lose, lose themselves dancing along the edge of sanity? In the midst of dark truths, will they find the truth about themselves, the secrets of a fragmented past that's now created a downpour of chaos? Reign of the Fallen is my second novel, the sequel to the first, Storm Cry, a part of a series that I call the Storm Series. The third and conclusion of it is coming soon, but you could pick up the second one and first one 
on Amazon and Kindle. I'm really proud of this second one. I really enjoyed writing it. I think you will too. Um, double the length of the first one. I really tried to expand upon the world and the characters that I created myself. I wouldn't cons It's definitely action-adventure and fantasy, but I consider it mythology also. Except there's no mythology. It's not based off of mythology. It's one that I created on my own. And I think it's something that will take time to uncover, but I think it'll be really interesting. So like I said, Amazon and Kindle, another option if you don't feel like hearing me talking for another 20 minutes. So why not go check it out? Until we meet again, this is Rash. I'll check you later.